Hi, my name's Amanda Trout and welcome to Reality Arts Podcast. Each week I will bring you a different insight and inspiration about art, creativity and arts in health. Join me as we step out of our comfort zones, unwrap those hidden gems and move forward in our creative purpose. You're listening to Reality Arts, helping you to increase your creativity and unlock your hidden talents. Welcome to the bonus stepping out challenge and day 10, the Kera story continues. Thank you for joining me on the podcast today. So I'm going to be continuing with the A to Z of dementia, a Kera story. So as I started to think of my story and share my story, I began to think about all the negative emotions I felt around dementia and and ones that I think very early on I didn't address because I didn't know that I could. It's just like I felt as if I was betraying mum if I said I felt angry or annoyed or whatever my emotion was. I wanted to relate to mum as her child, her daughter not her carer, the one who had to do those things that you never expected as a child you would have to do for your parent. I felt lost. I didn't know what I should be doing every step of the way. Some days I made it up. Some days I played it by ear or I just shut down and I moved on automatic. I felt angry. Why us? We'd lost our father from an unknown illness and the health profession at the time, his doctor in particular, I felt like every time I saw him, I felt like giving him a slap because he was very condescending, he was very sarcastic and that generation, my mother and father's generation, was for some reason very loyal to those types of professionals. So as my father slipped away, my brother turned to me and he said, we've got to be strong for mum. So the tears that had begun to stream down my face to deal with dealing with the loss just did an about turn and part of me just couldn't compute. I quickly put away that voice who said, well, who's going to be strong for me? And I mentally began unknowingly to construct a strategy of care that when mum was in the throes of dementia came into action. I thus went into stealth mode and I became ultra organised and planned and I was scheduling and um, for the family and charts and um, meetings and it was just it was just another side of me that hadn't that hadn't thought that I hadn't thought that it was going to come out you know I mean I didn't think about myself I was on lockdown I shut out my emotions to stop the floodgates from opening because if they did I couldn't stop crying and I wouldn't be able to be um, effective so I compartmentalized my emotions I mean how many of you have done you know we do that we say, right, I'm going to focus on this, you know, I'm just, you know, I've got the, the kids are ill, so I'm going to focus on that, or I've got to get this done, you know, the shopping needs to be done, the place needs to be tidy, I don't know, Um, but for my emotions, I 
put them in different boxes. You know, the emotions of being the daughter is one thing. Couldn't mix with the emotions that would come up as a carer or as the mother. I mean, there were some places where they crossed, but I made sure that I was not caught off guard or very rarely caught off guard. And it would usually come out if somebody would say, well, how are you really? And they actually hung around for a an answer rather than the answer that you would say, oh, no, I'm fine. You yeah, know, no, everything's fine. But they they waited for you to say, well, you know, this this has happened. But over time, I built a fortress around my emotions and you needed special clearance to cross that moat which guarded how I felt. I became ultra practical, as I said, and rather than thinking about how I felt, I started thinking about how mum might have felt because I wanted to be able to deal with the situation effectively. So I reckoned that if I felt scared, how must mum feel? I felt frustration and fear, and we have all felt these. We can all relate to that. We know what it's like to have to wait in line or have to wait for the doctors, even though you've got an appointment and an hour later you're still waiting and other people are coming in and going before you and nobody's saying anything. You know, we know what it feels like to be frustrated and have our feelings dismissed. You know, you're told to sit down and the more you try and explain yourself, the more frustrated you get because you're not being listened to and people are not understanding, they're ignoring you, they shout at you. And that's the experience that I've witnessed in my work with people living in dementia. And as I say, this is firsthand. It's not, it's not in all places, but I guess in, the wor- in some of the worst places, you'll find that people who can't relate to other people, they shouldn't be working in care. Um, they shouldn't be working with people with dementia. They just, yeah. Anyway, so how would you feel if it were you? So I began to look at all these emotions I felt around the dementia and feeling of powerlessness. And I tried to understand how my mum and others might feel. Mum was really able to cloak in the beginning for quite a, quite a while to cloak the memory loss. And for some time, um, she would, you know, if we went to see the doctor, they would say, oh, so how are you, how are you, Mavis? I hear you, you know, you've got um, some memory loss. She's just like, no, no, there's nothing wrong with me. I'm fit and healthy. And um, it often made us look like we were the ones who had memory issues. And she often turned around and said to me, like, you know, I, I think in the beginning when I didn't understand, she would say, but you forget things sometimes. And I would have to say, yeah, actually, that's right. Mum worked really hard to enjoy the life that she was now living. And she became the life and soul, not of, not of just the party, but wherever she went, she brought laughter and an appreciation for life. And she brought me along for the ride. She'd call herself the dancing queen. And as I say, you know, if we went anywhere, 
People wouldn't want her to leave. People, especially at a party, she'd be there dancing in the middle of the floor and people would be dancing round her. And it was just like, they were amazed that somebody of her age could enjoy herself so much. And when I'd say, mum, you know, it's like three o'clock, we need to leave. And she'd be like, no, I'm not ready yet. And everybody else would be saying, no, no, let her stay. You know, we'd we'd love it if our parents were like this. And I'd be like, oh my gosh you're not the one who has to wake up you know when she gets back and it's still light and she thinks well it's daytime and we haven't slept you know and and her knees are aching or my knees are aching so I laughed a lot and I cried and I came out of my comfort zone and I accepted that she was willing to live her life and I found a way over the years to make sense of mine it's good to share and find other people who can relate to where you are and what you're going through and we have to understand and realize that we are here but for a moment so I've never mourned the loss of the mum who once was I celebrated the woman she became despite living through dementia and the dementia shined or shone aspects of her personality that we would never have seen before and as I say her sense of humor was amazing her laughter her her joyful life all of these things came out after during the dementia so we have to think about what it is we call quality of life for ourselves and spend time enjoying it with our loved ones we need to have patience and have patience and love for ourselves. Especially in the, in these fast-paced lives, we have to think about what it is that really matters to us because we're getting older. And we, th- we have to think about what kind of life we wanna lead and treat each other and think about how we treat ourselves and that we wanna be treated. So you can check out some more posts that I wrote on my blog about the A to Z of care. And if you've got any questions, please do not hesitate to leave them. I'm so glad you were able to join me. So if you're interested in the arts and health activities, you can join my Arts in Health NHS network, where I curate arts and health activities happening around the world. Um, If you're an arts practitioner, you can always join yourself and let me know what you're doing and we can put it up on the network for other people to see. So tomorrow I'm going to be um, going further into the tips for carer, looking at some challenges and some practical things that you can do. And I hope that for this month, you find some time to get out of your comfort zone and challenge yourself. So join me for the rest of October. There are other interesting things that I'm going to be talking about and sharing. And I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. It's never too late to start. The main thing is to take one step at a time and do something you find interesting. So take care for now and I'll see you soon. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. You can check me out on my blog or YouTube channel for more creative insights, videos and reviews. Stay blessed and be a blessing.